One of the things that we decided right off the bat when we started this podcast was we would not let just anybody sponsor us. To get on here and be a sponsor, you have to share the same values and you have to have the same heart uh, as we do. And you have to be providing something that's very important to us. And coffee is very important to us. And that's why we've been very happy to have Juniper Mountain Trading Post Coffee as our personal sponsors here on the channel. They're the company that provides all the coffee for the school. It's the coffee that we drink personally at home. And, uh, and we're very, very happy. They're a family-owned company that does everything themselves. And they have the same standards and the same heart that we do. So if you're looking for a, a quality coffee company, uh, go to junipermountaincoffee.com. And when you check out, make sure that you plug in and type in Dry Creek, all one word, for a 10% discount. Afternoon. Dwayne here, Dry Creek Wrangler School. Out here in the tack shop this evening and kind of just relaxing and want to go over some thoughts from this trip I just got back from. Um... I want to make some coffee and have a pipe with you, if you don't mind. I like using one of these, I don't know what they're called. I guess they're some kind of espresso pot for making coffee. You pour the water in the bottom and then you, you've got your little strainer deal you put in there. Then you pour the coffee grounds in the top of that. I saw a video the other night somewhere. I don't know if somebody sent it to me or what. Apparently I'm doing this all wrong, but I've been doing it like this for years and I like it and I don't care. So that's the way I'm going to keep doing it. So we pour a goodly amount of coffee grounds in there. Of course, it's the Juniper Mountain and uh, then screw this thing on top and when it gets hot, it pushes the coffee up the spout in the middle through the ground somehow or another and fills this up up here. And uh, I don't use espresso coffee or espresso grounds. I just use normal ground. Um, but it makes a a uh, makes a good cup of coffee uh, and it makes it really strong. It makes it pretty fast. Um, and uh, let's see here. Cornell and Dill small batch eight state burley in a a uh, J.M. Boswell pipe. I think I'm going to have this afternoon. And I'm just going to chillax. And just got back um, from Idaho from the pack trip with my boys. And been kind of processing it, thinking about it, which I do a lot of. I spend an amazing amount of time uh, just sitting around drinking coffee, smoking cigars or a pipe and thinking. Um, any, anybody that didn't know me would say, that's gotta be one of the laziest men in existence. Um, but it's kind of what I do, you know? And so I was thinking and, and uh, I was remembering the trip and certain aspects of the trip. And, and so I got to going over it in my mind and, and putting it together. And of course I drove, 
I don't know, 1,600 miles to Kentucky to my daughter's wedding. Those who follow on here had the wedding. Drove 1,600 miles back here. Did some laundry. Took care of some horse business. Got some stuff done. Then turned around and drove another nine hours to uh, up on the Salmon River and uh, to go packing with my boys. And, and when you get there, the lodge is on the other side of the river and there's no bridge. So you unload everything out of the truck, call them on the radio. They bring a boat over, a jet boat across the river. So you load everything out of the truck into the jet boat, ferried across the river, unload it out of the boat and onto the back of a side-by-side -side and haul it up to the tack room and, and, uh, and your room where you're staying. Waited there for my other son to come in and uh, and then the next day we packed everything up and uh on mules and it it was cold no nah, it was it was it was cold and so we loaded up the packs and loaded up the mules and and then took everything down put everything back in the side by side including the saddles for all the horses and all the pack saddles and all the stuff we packed and put it back in the side-by-side, -side, hauled it down to the boat, went across the river, unloaded it onto the beach. And we took five head of livestock. We took uh, two pack mules and then riding stock for myself and Ben and Jesse. So I stayed on the other side of the river with the stuff waiting for the livestock. And they went and got the livestock. Now, you laid the livestock down on halters, and so the boat is nosed into the bank of the river and so a guy gets on the nose of the boat holding the lead ropes of livestock and the boat backs out into the river and once you get over halfway and, and the horses and the mules are swimming and once you get over halfway you just throw the lead ropes in the water and they finish swimming across now you do it like that because they're not going to want to a lot of times they're not going to want to go in on their own they don't see a reason to and uh, and if you just get them part way Sometimes they'll get partway out and say, no, I, I'm not in this today, and turn around and go back. But once they're committed, they're committed. And then so when they come up on bank on the other side, uh, you run over and you catch them. And uh, take each one and tie them up to trees and squeeze them off, squeeze the water off, and, and get them ready. And then we saddle everything up, and load all the pack saddles on, and load our saddles on, and, and uh, head out down the trail and it's uh the trail was 12 miles on that mountain trail and we we got to camp and and uh we uh tie up livestock feed livestock water livestock set up camp build a fire make supper make coffee and guess what it's still cold and there's a bit of breeze blowing and you got to go around and and uh, break off limbs and find firewood and all that sort of thing and and uh so you do that make coffee and and then so we just had i just had a bedroll and so i just took my bedroll out there and just rolled it out and uh, there was a lot of a lot of bear sign on the pasture you know a lot of sign that there have been bears out there and uh, so we had to be aware of that and uh, and it rained that night, and so I'm you know I'm in my bedroll, 
and it's raining and uh, you know and I get that old man calling nature and it's raining and so you got to contend with that in the night and you wake up the next morning and there's puddles of water on the canvas on the bedroll of course it it was waterproof you know uh, but you're like man I got to get up fortunately it had quit raining you know and uh, and it was just kind of a right on the edge of a sleet rain it was still really cold so you, you get up and stand on your bedroll while you put your jeans on and put your coat and put everything on and go over there and and uh, go by the fire and get coffee and make breakfast and and uh, you know and the second night I, I got up the next morning and there was frost on everything and, and there wasn't a lot of sunshine coming down that canyon where at and it was cold At one point, the boys decided they wanted to go check out a trail on horseback up on the mountain. And I said, you boys, just go ahead. I'm going to sit here by the fire. So they saddled up and took off. And uh, and I spent all day just sitting there by the fire, smoking a pipe, and dragging up firewood and feeding the fire, and making coffee and drinking coffee and just sitting there in solitude by myself. You know, I sat there at one point, and I thought, why am I doing this? Now, it wasn't from a series, I'm sitting there shivering, and I'm hungry, and I'm what, and, and it wasn't a case of why in the world am I doing this? I could be home. But just more from a philosophical state, why am I doing this? Why, why am I out here sleeping on the ground in a bedroll at my age? Um, why am I sitting around this smoky fire? having to go and break off branches and cut branches and drag them up. Uh, why, why? Why am I doing this? And you know what? I kept thinking. I kept thinking of of that, uh, that Toby Keith song, Don't Let the Old Man In. And that's what I kept coming back to. You know, and there's that poem... What's it say? Going out gently into the night? Something like that. Um, I think a lot of times we get to a point, and I'm just talking to men. I don't know how this applies to women. Okay, I'm sorry, ladies. I don't mean anything personal by it, but I can only identify as a man. And we get to a point where we lose our sense of adventure. Some, some men never, never had one. Uh, it was never bestowed upon them, either by the good Lord or by their parents or whoever raised them. And if you don't have and you don't maintain a spirit of adventure, you lose a big part of who you are as a man. Um, we, what, what is adventure? Uh, if, if we look up the definition of adventure in the, in the dictionary, what would it say? Uh, my dad was a bush pilot for a while in Alaska. He was a, he was a private pilot and he said adventure is just 99% boredom in this first 1% sheer terror. 
Uh, and there, there could be something to that. Um, oh, I hear the coffee. Yep, coffee's starting to perk up. Adventure has some aspects to it. One of those aspects is, um, what's the word I want? It's unpredictability. If we could predict what was happening, there would be no adventure, okay? Uh, one of it is fear, okay? Um, to whatever degree, it doesn't have to be sheer terror, but usually adventure, there is, there is an aspect of fear involved. There's discomfort involved. Now, outside of adventure, men who are not successful in life are not successful because they avoid those three things. They avoid, as much as they can, any sense of unpredictability. They, they, they do not get into that, type, into that type of situation as much as they could help it. Um, the men avoid fear. Um, and so when fear is thrust upon them, when they cannot avoid it, they can't handle it. They, they can't deal with it. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not something that's in their, it's not in their experience. And the other thing is discomfort. And you know, it, and if you take, and I'm not, I would say, if I was to sit down and talk to some of these guys who are big on this, and I, I would, if I were to say, look, if you're going to go into entrepreneurship business, something like that, all three of those things are probably a major part of it. Unpredictability, fear, and discomfort. Um, unpredictability on that. You don't know what the weather's going to do. Uh, it might all of a sudden start snowing. It might blizzard. It might pour rain. It might pour rain sideways. You might have 30 mile an hour wind. It might be 60 degrees and warm and sunny. Uh, you just don't know. Uh, unpredictability. What are the mules going to do with their mules? So we don't know. What are the horses going to do with their horses? So they're even more unpredictable than the mules are. We don't know. Uh, unpredictability fear I'm gonna tell you a secret all right don't tell nobody I'm a little bit probably the number one thing in life that I'm I'm afraid of physically is uh, I'm afraid of heights I am I'm not gonna lie about it and so a lot of those mountain trails you know they they're they're narrow and they go up and they go around by bluffs that drop way down and whatnot and uh, that uh, I'm not comfortable with that. Well, Dwayne, if you're not comfortable with it, what do you do? I do it. Why do you do it? Because it terrifies me. That's why. Um, we got out there, and like I said, that meadow we were in there was bear sign all over it, and we're at the tail end. They're at the tail end there of the salmon run in the river. 
Bears are unpredictable. Now, I'm not terrified of bears. I've been in Alaska too long. I've jumped and spooked a lot of bears, and I've killed a bear. So bears don't don't terrify me, but I definitely, when I'm laying out there in that meadow in my bedroll, I definitely have a rifle beside of me and, and my pistol laying up in there where I can get to it. Because you just, you don't know. It makes you alive. It keeps you alive. It keeps you alert. It keeps you from being complacent. It keeps you from being soft mentally and emotionally. It keeps you from from getting into the habit, getting into the life choice of avoiding uh, anything that uh, that might disrupt. Well, disruption. Success comes from taking chances. Taking chances involves failures, uh, and it's all disruption. And and a rut in your life, a rut is just a grave with both ends kicked out. That's all a rut is. A rut is a grave with the ends kicked out. And to get out of a rut and to feel alive again, and to feel um, a step above again, which comes to the discomfort. Um, and yeah, it's there's a balance. We don't want to be too uncomfortable. But we don't want to be soft either. We had a, and, and I'm not, this is perfectly legit. It's perfectly fine. So this isn't a, this isn't a knot. This isn't us and them. But we set up camp on on along along the edge of a of a beach a gravel a big gravel bar, and down on the far end there was one of the jet boats came up the river um, after we'd been there for a day or so, and it pulled up to the river and unloaded, and we saw them unloaded some gear out there. It wasn't long. Them boys had set up a a big old canvas wall tent which is great. I'm not knocking it. And so we're sitting over huddled around our fire and the drinking coffee and backing off of the smoke, you know, and smoke moving around. There's a bit of a wind coming up the canyon off the river. And after a while, we see smoke coming out of the chimney from the, the little wood stove they had in that, in that, uh, in that canvas tent. And we thought, that sure do look, that sure do look comfy down there. And, uh, but we, we carried on. Man, that's good strong coffee. We carried on, and uh, the next day, them fellas, they come walking across toward us. Now, they walked by my bedroll, which was laid out there, and it was that really frosty morning. So there's my bedroll laid out on the ground, covered in frost. Beside of it is my little... Uh, canvas duffel bag and uh, and my rifle laying on it and my saddle slicker kind of draped over it to keep the precipitation off my rifle and they walked by and, and looked at that as they walked by and walked up to our camp and, and looked at how primitive our camp was and, and uh, the older guy said man you're tougher than we are and I and I thought you know what at my age I'll take that I'll take that um, it's, uh, 
probably next year, the year after, we might wind up, boys and I were talking, we might get a, a, a wall tent if we keep this up. And we might get a stove too. You can't tell. Um, but the cool thing is, if I don't have one next year, I'll be just fine. Now I'll be a year older and the rate things going, I might be in a little bit less physical condition than I was this year, but I can still do it. I can still get up and I can still throw my saddle, my gear on a horse, and I can still go several miles, several hours across the mountains. I can still build camp. Uh, I can still sleep on the ground. I can still sleep in a bedroll. I can wake up to the frost and the wind uh, and I can get out of bed and I can go and uh, not, I was going to say I can go build a fire, which I can, but one of the really cool things about this trip was my son, Ben, was with us, and he's an early riser, so I'm not going to take, uh, I'm not going to take his thunder away from him. Every time I got up, he'd already been up, already had a fire built, and had a pot of coffee made, uh, but I can still do it, uh, and when something happens around here, and I'm going through the adventure of trying to build this business and, and doing stuff here. And when things get kind of scary and things get kind of uncomfortable and things get kind of unpredictable, uh, I have proven that that's not a deterrent. I don't want to sit in my chair at 65, 67 years old because for the last five years, I had quit going out there and doing that because I was getting older, because it was getting more uncomfortable. And then all of a sudden get to the point where I couldn't go out anymore. And then get to the point where I lived my last several years in regret. Watching what guys are doing, you know, watching YouTube videos, talking to guys that are around me and they're going out and they're doing this. And I'm like, you know what? I used to do that. Why did I quit? Because I woke up and I was a little stiff of a morning. Because I spent the first 30 minutes or an hour of a morning shivering before the wire before the fire warmed me up. Before I got that first cup of coffee. And then I was fine. But I let that deter me. And now I don't do it anymore. And now I can't do it anymore. And my last days are made up of distant memories and close regrets. Guys, find some adventure. Okay? You say, Dwayne, I, I can't. I, I live in a different part of the world. Uh, I can't pack up horses and pack to the mountains. No. No, you can't. But I know you got a park, a state park or something around there. I know you can take a sleeping bag and I know you can start out, you can go out there by yourself at night. Have your cell phone so you can you can call mama if things don't work good, but at least start and go out there and say, you know what, I'm gonna sleep on the ground in my sleeping bag tonight. No, I'm not in the Bob Marshall wilderness, or I'm not in the Frank Church wilderness, I'm not out in Montana or Idaho. I'm I'm in New Jersey or I'm in Cincinnati or somewhere, but I'm gonna go out here. And you hear that? 
little Annie, she's, she's giving Waylon the want for. She's already running this place around here. Uh, but I'm going to go out and I'm going to take one night and I'm going to focus on building a fire and making some coffee or fixing me something to eat. And I'm going to spend one night. And that's the start of an, of an adventure. Something you've never done before, something you never had before. Figure that out and then build on that. Okay? Don't let the old man in. Don't do it. Okay? I know too many men older than me who quit because they wouldn't and then got to where they couldn't. And they would after that, but they couldn't. And they lived their last several years in regret. Now, balance it, what is? You know, one, one day in this day and age, you know, eventually we go from, you know, we go from horseback to side-by-sides. It happens, okay? Eventually it, you get there. Eventually you go from bed rolls on the ground to canvas wall tents with cots. Um, eventually we go from shivering around a fire, a smoky fire, to having a stove inside the tent. But you know, having a stove inside of a wall tent is still a far cry from sitting in an easy chair in your living room, watching the dang TV set, all right? You keep doing what you can do. And you used to sprint, you can't sprint anymore. So you jog. And then life gets to the point you can't jog anymore. So you walk. But you keep walking. And that's why. So we're we're already planning next year. We're looking at maybe New Mexico. Um, somewhere down in that area. Utah. Somewhere where it's warmer. Uh, and we're going to keep doing it. Why are we going to keep doing it? Well, for my boys, it's an adventure. And for me, it's an adventure too. I don't ever want to lose that sense of adventure. But the other half of it is, is I'm not going to let the old man in. I'm not going to go quietly into that night. Um, I'm not going to give up my man. It doesn't have an expiration date. Your manhood does not have an expiration date. All right. You don't have a half-life. You know, I tell when I, when I teach horses out here, I tell people when you buy a file, a flat file for filing an ax, you buy the whole file. All right. You don't have to just go eat, 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 you know, just about that much. You buy the whole thing. Zip, zip. When I teach communication with horses, I tell them, I said, you didn't just buy that horse's head. You bought the whole horse. So you should be able to control the head, the front feet, the back feet independently. You bought the whole horse. But when you were given a life, you were given the entire life. All of it. So don't get a third of the way through or a half of the way through or three quarters of the way through and quit living. You've got all of the life that you've been given. Live the whole dang way. And whatever that means to you, wherever you're at, whatever your world is, whatever it made up, Live the whole life. All right? Don't just live half of it. 
and then sit down and look back on the half you lived and for the rest of your life just subsist on memories of that short part of your life that you actually lived. All right? Go out and do something that gets that heart jumping again. Oh, dear. All right? Go out and do something where you're like, man, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know, but I'm going to be as intelligent and logical and reasonable as I can and, and try to figure out and handle it if something does take place. And hurt a little bit. Get cold a little bit. Get some sore muscles a little bit. All right? Feel alive. Life will be a whole lot better. All right? So anyhow, uh, just some of my thoughts. And, and uh, I want to give you an announcement here. Uh, this is a big, big announcement. If you've waited this long, and you made it all the way through the video, then you deserve to be one of the first ones to hear the announcement. From the first time I started this video, this YouTube channel, I've had people been saying, Dwayne, you should write a book. Uh, if you'd write a book, I'd sure buy one. I'd love to read it. And I've had a lot more lately. Well, I haven't said anything, but a few weeks ago, uh, Penguin Random House contacted me and uh, said, Dwayne, we, we want you to write a book and we want to publish it. So we've been going through all the negotiations and the contracts and everything. And, and, uh, and so it's all, it's all concrete and it's all settled. And so I've begun on it. So there is a book in the works. All right. <coughs> excuse me it's a process uh, probably you know it'll be a year before it's out by the time it gets written and drafted and redrafted and whatever's done I don't know but there is a book in the works in the process and so I'm very pleased to announce that and so I wanted to uh, I wanted to let you know alright so anyhow we're going to go ahead and quit here and, and I appreciate you just hanging out with me and let me chat for a bit and and uh, so just be logical be reasonable be safe but be adventurous all right and don't let the old man in don't quit living and we'll catch you guys next time